Welcome to the last episode in Season 1 of the State of the Ten Podcast. I'm your commissioner, Mike Fiorelli, and joining me, as always, is the biggest Spider-Man fan on the East Coast. That's Vincent Pace. Yeah, Mike, I'm currently chasing a pigeon right now with Spider-Man. You still um, playing? <laughs> maybe. Pace, but, um, so, so instead of focusing on on this podcast, you're going to be playing Spider-Man, you're not going to be engaged, and you're not going to give everyone a good podcast for, for our last pod of the year. You see, Mike, here's the thing, alright? I don't have my computer, so I can either just be staring at nothing, staring at the wall, or I can be occupying myself, swinging around the city. I'm right. still focused. This is right? It's not taking anything away from anything. Still. Very unprofessional. Very unprofessional of you, Pace. I'd expect nothing less. So, without further ado, um, should we recap first? Yeah, I feel like I feel like we should. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's recap. Come on. So, you know, last week, as you all know, it it was it was our Super Bowl, our championship, and that was the six seed Chris Calabrese versus the two seed Sean McGonigal. In a highly anticipated matchup, and we have a new league champion, Pace. Would you like to announce him? Uh, it's not Sean, Mike. It's not Sean. It is not Sean. Uh, we were wrong. I I knew as soon as we both picked Sean on the pod that he would lose. Uh, we just kind of jinxed him. Our bad. Um, but Sean really put up a good fight. Um... Sam Darnold played really well for him. Yeah, I was really happy about that. You know, big for his future. Um, Sammy D getting that that championship experience. <laughs> um, but you know, he, Chris was just too much for him, and yet Chris Chris is our champion. Yeah, and this was the this is the first respectable performance anyone's put up against Chris in the playoffs. Um, but Chris's team came to play, and um, Chris is our 2018 league champion. Uh, that's it. And, you know, you can you can say super team all you want. But at the end of the day, you know what won Chris this championship? It was not the fact that he built a super team. It wasn't. It was the fact that, that he made good plays. A play like Elijah Maguire scored 20 points in the championship. That's playing the margins and, you know, playing, playing a good running back streamer last week. And, you know, it won him the week. Plain and simple. Yeah. Elijah McGuire was the MVP, um, yeah. but I kind of I disagree with your your overall point that that's what won Chris the league. It, it was because he built a super team. Oh, I disagree. If he didn't win last week, it would have been the story we'd be talking about is how much of a bust the super team was, and you know you can't buy a ring. But now, like I mean, okay, Chris, you won. You know, I'm going to be handing you the trophy at the banquet, but like same time, you did what we was expected. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any extra pass on the back. Congrats on the win, but in, I didn't. I, you should that you should have won. Well, this is what should have happened. This is what I'm saying. Pace is he did not he did not win in the playoffs because of because he assembled a super team last week. Only Alvin Kamara scored 22. That was the only you know elite tier player that that performed for him. Other players he assembled for the super team: Rob Gronkowski zero points, DeAndre Hopkins ten points, and Melvin Gordon eleven points. And throughout the playoffs, he put up bad performances. You know, James Conner and Melvin Gordon didn't play. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because it wasn't really his management. I mean, the first two weeks, um, Kevin and Pat both just, just choked. I mean, he, yeah. first did, he did get the job on championship. Elijah McGuire, to go into the history books of the Super Bowl MVP, it was a great play. But, I mean, Chris easily could not have even been there to begin with if just Kevin or Pat could have put up a respectable week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it should be a team management superstar Christian. Uh, <laughs> that should, I don't think that should be the narrative. Yeah, no, I think yeah the narrative is definitely Kevin and Pat choked. Uh, so that's what we talked about last week. Um, and he got by um, pretty luckily, admittedly. But, you know, he put up a respectable score, uh, 109 in the chip. So I, I'd like yeah, to congratulate Chris. Round, and he won. respect for the championship round. He, yeah. he did well in the championship. At the end of the day, he's our league champion. And, uh, you know, you can say anything you want. Um, he came in, and he had one goal this season. And, and it was very clear he wanted to win the league this year, and he accomplished it at the end of the day. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. He will, he will go down as a champion. He is a champion. And, there's, and, you know, to go right into the mailbag, asking if there's an asterisk, there's no asterisk. I would say, what do you, what do you think, Chase? There's no asterisks. I mean, people want to put asterisks in my championship, and you know what? It, you you got to exploit the rules. I respect Russ for the moves. Um, he, I'm just because I'm not giving him the credit as like a fantasy manager right now. It, it, I got to give him credit for having the balls to go out and make that move. You know, he took advantage of the rules. Anybody could have done it, but everybody was afraid to do it. And you know, it paid off for Chris. We all could have been looking at Chris laughing. Uh, if, if things went differently last week, but hey, it paid off, and you know, he deserved to win for, for making that move. Yeah, he took a big gamble, and it's a gamble that like not, no one in the no one else in the league was uh, you know had enough courage to take. Um, you know whether whether it was smart or not to, to do the things he did at the time. Um, you know the results paid off, so you know that's that's all you can really say now. So, um, next, you want to keep doing the mailbag? Yeah, we got a couple of mailbags. Pace, are you doing the mailbag? Well, you told me the questions we were doing. All right, fine. I, I don't fine, I'll do the mailbags. Um, next thing, who is the new, from Anthony Sosha, who is the new Dong League commissioner? Um, that, that question will be answered at the banquet January 2nd at 4 p.m. at PJ Wellahan's. Um, next question, um, from Dan Matranga. How far of pole was up Matt's ass when he decided on a four-team playoff? Pretty far. Um... <laughs> You know, when you think about it, uh, that completely alters the league in that Todd Gurley didn't play last week. Uh, and Todd Gurley basically won Colin Chip. So, um, a lot of things could have been different if, wow. if the G League played under normal rules, um, like every other league. And it was just a 16 playoff. Um, but, yeah, Matt, Matt tried to make his mark, and it, it really backfired for him. Um, because <laughs> I, can, I can give you, I'll give you a spoiler. The commissioner that's going to be announced that PJ Williams is not Matt. It's, it's somebody else. Yeah, that is, that is accurate. So 
to answer Dan's question, I, I'm not sure exactly how how far of a poll. Um, I don't know the dimensions of the poll to begin with. I don't. I don't know, how I don't know the circumference. I don't know the radius. I, I, I don't know the length. I, but there, there was probably a poll, to be fair. Um, so, next one. What's your typical Wawa order, Pace? That's from Sean McGonagall. Um, I got Wawa. I like to get the mac and cheese uh, with the chicken tenders. Mm. Uh, Pace is a big like, chicken tenders and mac and cheese guy at Wawa. I did notice that. Um, mine is so if I'm like if I'm hungry, I'll get the the chicken parm sandwich. It's just incredible. Um. But then usually, like if it's just like standard lunch, um, I'll get I'll get like turkey with uh with that chipotle uh it's like chipotle sauce that they have like chipotle mayo on it, and then just like your standard lettuce tomato, I get some sweet peppers on there. You get it on a wheat roll. Um, the wheat rolls there very slept on. Everyone wants to go white. Everyone just automatically hits white. Go wheat once in a while. They're really good, and, uh, you know, save a few calories in there. So, next question. Your poster is healthy. Yeah. Like, I think we might need to check the tapes on that one. I think we answered that question before. The Wawa one? I, like, I might just be having deja vu or something, but, I, like, I remember you answering that question. It's before. very possible. Uh, yeah, that's very possible. It's probably from Sue's we'll first time, though. Um, just kind of reading through here. Favorite hairstyle. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm done. Yeah, we're done with the mailbag. Uh, that, that's all the time we have for the mailbag. So, um, what we're going to do next is we're going to grade the trades from the entire season. Um, you know, at, after seeing how everything played out. Um, we're going to go back through, tr- grade all these trades for everyone, see who are our winners and losers from around the league, um, and then we'll talk some Pro Bowl after that. So, um, I have these trades written down. So, we'll just go in chronological order here. Our first trade of the year, been very early on, and it involves you, Pace. Chris receives yeah. from Pace... The first round ninth pick selection and a twenty and in a seventeenth round pick in twenty eighteen. Pace, you received in the deal the rights to keep Christian McCaffrey in the third round, Chris's twenty eighteen third and fourth round picks, the rights to swap picks in the eleventh, thirteenth, and fifteenth rounds, and additionally a two thousand and nineteen and two thousand and twenty. Seventh round selection determined by a coin flip at the draft. Whew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, so, so, what would you give yourself? Are we gonna, like, like, like a, a, B, C, D. That's what I was thinking. Scale. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, right. like, I think because because I wouldn't want to just say who won because I think both teams can win. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give Chris an A. Um, you know, there were some questions going in, but as we said, I mean, it worked out. He won the league. He can't say that it was a bad trade. I didn't have to give up really any future assets except for a um, 17th round pick. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'll give him an A. Um, I'm still gonna I'm gonna give myself um, a B on the trade because mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon he had a really good year. Um, McCaffrey finished higher than Melvin Gordon. Um, played really well. Um, he's arguably I mean I I'm gonna consider keeping him in the first round depending on where my pick is. Cause yeah, for sure. He, he could be a top five talent next year. Um, so I mean, still have the keeper ability there, and then I mean, it's really just I the moves after the trade is what messed me up. I mean, I I, I missed on those third and fourth round picks, and if I those picks go differently, I mean, and then it could put a different spot. So I still give myself a B. Yeah. So um, Chris went on to pick, take with that ninth pick, Melvin Gordon. So um, it's like Melvin Gordon, and then you kept McCaffrey with your pick, and then took Zach Ertz. Um, in the yeah. third, and then your fourth round picks, which were back to back, were Aaron Rodgers and Larry Fitzgerald. So yeah, I'd like those back. Those two are the yeah. ones. The third round went very well for me. Yeah, third really round. Third round was fantastic. Um, the fourth round, on the other hand, I, I'd like those back. Not so much. Um, I think the process behind it made a lot of sense for you, Pace. Um, you know, from Chris's perspective, he he wanted those elite players, and um. You know, at the time, it's a third and a fourth. He didn't want to keep McCaffrey. Um, it was pretty clear. So it was a third and a fourth for a first, and uh, got a stud in Melvin Gordon. So I, and he won the league. So so yeah, I'll give I'll give Chris like an A minus on that. Um, giving up the McCaffrey rights does hurt him in the future though, still too. Um, but he got a good value out of it. And then yeah, for you, um, you got McCaffrey, who's like who's what like RB like two or three this year. Yeah, I mean, he had a great season, and, and I'm, I'm going to weigh my options for next year. I might be coming back. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a B plus on it, Pace. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, that was a good trade. Good trade. You know, I just wish you would have picked a little bit better in the fourth, but you know that's that's tough. Yeah, Mike. You know, as we always do at the Fiorelli residence, uh, staring <laughs> at the draft board. Just reminisce. Um, I believe I believe the pick right after I picked Larry Fitzgerald was the number one wide receiver in fantasy, Tyreek Hill. So I'm just I'm just hand up, call myself out for that. Um, that's rough. I could have. Um, it was Tyreek instead. So Tyreek was but, um, it was the picks after your third round picks and right before your fourths. Okay, that doesn't make me feel as bad yeah. then. Never mind, couldn't have had him. But then the yeah the very pick after Fitz uh, was Stefan Diggs. All right, still that's that's not not a great look. Yeah, but that's tough. I, I mean, I suck at drafting. I suck at drafting more than you, so um, I don't even look at all mine. Um, so next trade, Ryan O'Neal gets the rights to Leonard Fournette in the first round in 2018, and Pat's 17th round pick in exchange for uh, Ryan's sixth round pick. Grade the trade. Um, F for Ryan. <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette played like three games all season, and when he did play, he got like four points in the playoffs. So basically, I mean, if Ryan had that six-round pick back, I mean, you're not going to, I don't think there's any stud pick in the sixth round, but Ryan just needed bodies. I mean, there's yeah. points in the air. He was just pulling for scraps off the waiver yeah. wire because his whole bench was hurt. Like, 
you just needed an active body would have been better than Fournette. Yeah, and yeah, that and down the stretch, down the stretch when he when he's decimated by injuries uh, in the playoffs when it mattered, uh, you know, six round pick would have been nice there. And I mean, for Pat, I mean, I don't, I don't think I don't remember who he picked with the six round pick. I don't think it was somebody that great. I can check so on that. I'll give him like a, I'll give him a B. I mean, even if he didn't get great value, then he wasn't going to keep Fournette, so he just got him for nothing. So. Uh, it was either I can't tell. It was either Marvin Jones or Chris Hogan. So and they were more great picks. I think I think Marvin Jones had a couple of decent weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. But more just yeah. More on the trade. Uh. I'll give Ryan like, you know, you know. I, obviously it's a bad trade for Ryan. But like if that's his guy and he went and got him, you know I'm fine with it. Um. Uh, but he just gave up a little too much. So I'd give him like a I'd give him like a D, um, based on all how it panned out, and then Pat, uh, I'll give him give him like a C plus. Yeah, I mean like if Fournette had been the guy that everybody thought he was, and that was the guy Ryan wanted, then obviously the grades would be a lot different. But it's just unfortunate that yeah Fournette got injured. Yeah, like if if he was super confident that Fournette was going to be a stud, and and he ended up actually having a fantastic year, then it, then it would have been a Definitely worth a six-round pick. Um, so, next trade. <laughs> um, oh, wait. It's the Pat and Ryan one again. Why did I write that twice? Okay. Next trade. Chris receives from Liam Delaney, Alvin Kamara, and Keenan Allen. Liam receives from Chris, Jay Ajayi, Michael Thomas, Chris's 2019 second and third round picks. Grade the trade. Yeah, Mike, I feel like this trade, you still need another year um, to grade it properly because um, going in, I mean, if it meant, if Chris can win a championship and not come in last because of this trade, then he gets an A+. plus. I mean, he really just, just finesse the system of the Elite 10. <laughs> Super team and then escape next year without coming last. Without, I mean, we'll get to the more picks that he eventually loses, but in this <laughs> case, he doesn't have a second and third. So, um, for Liam, I mean, Liam, he, he completed step one of that task. Uh, he, as, as well, you know, he didn't come in last, giving up his stud, Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. uh, for really nothing in the current term. Um, but it's all going to depend on um, if he can win next year. I feel like you still, at minimum, have to give like both of them like a B because Chris got his chip and Liam didn't come in last this year. It, those grades can obviously change if Chris comes in last, the kids would go down a little bit, or if Liam wins the chip, his would go up. But um, figure remains to be seen. Yeah, um, I think I think it was important for Chris in the fact that if so, if his team has a giant Thomas as he drafted. Instead of Kamara and Allen for the beginning part of the year, um, I'm not like when Ajayi. I doubt Chris trades Ajayi or anything like Liam ended up doing. So Ajayi tears his ACL. That that's huge. Um, to that really hurts Chris, and then he's just left with Michael Thomas, and instead he had Kamara and Keenan Allen, um, who Keenan Allen didn't do a whole lot, but. In the end, he ended up being a, a, the crucial part to, to land him James Conner. 
So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure Chris would have even made the playoffs um, if he doesn't do this trade. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Um, so I think it was important for his run. Giving up the second and the third is a lot, but it ended up paying off. So, so I mean, I'll give him a B plus now. And uh, at the same time, Liam didn't lose the league, got a stud in Michael Thomas, and got a second and a third next year. I'll give. I'll still give him an A. All right. Next pace is a trade between me and you. Um, Mike receives Jamal Williams. Pace receives Kalen Balage, a 2019 12th round pick, a 2019 15th round pick swap with a six pick margin protective. If the pick does not convey, then it will roll over until Pace benefits from the swap. And an 18th round selection that Pace will receive the year after the pick swap conveys. Yeah, so a really complicated trade for the two most, really just marginal players. The most complicated um, trade in league history. <laughs> but you know what? Um, I'm really happy with the trade from my perspective because um, I don't think there was any point in the season. Once once week one was over, I don't think there would ever be a point that I could have gotten even just a 12th for Jamal Williams. Um, he really stunk. Yeah. yeah, last week he had a really good week. Yeah, he's we'll, back. We'll wait for um, that. <laughs> um, so and you know I get Kalen, and you know everybody likes to talk smack on Kalen. You know what? In the thirteenth round, I'm going to keep him again. I'll say that right now. <laughs> right, Miami. They don't like Kenyon. Um, I told you he's a loser. I've been telling you that since day one. So I was very happy to acquire a guy like Kalen, and um, I think we got a big year upcoming for him next year. He's not a stud, but he's going to be a contributor to my team. So I'm going to give myself an A. And for you, Mike, um, the 12th round pick, I mean, it's not great. Um, I mean, Jamal Williams probably gave you, like, what, like two weeks of playing? Yeah, uh, I think I only started in week two, and he had, like, probably, like, eight points or something. Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't hurt you that bad. Like, you went out and got a guy, thought help win you some games early in the year. Yeah. I'll give you a C, and then if Kalen Balazs makes, like, the Pro Bowl next year, then I'm not going <laughs> to revise that grade, but right yeah. now I'll give you a C. Yeah, at the time, it, like, I, it, it kind of made sense, just in that uh, Jamal Williams was, like, at this time that we made the trade, he was, he was like, going in, like, you know, like, the seventh round in, like, most drafts, actually. Um, yeah. And he was, like, he was, like, a real player. So, like, I thought I, I would acquire that. Um, and then I gave up a bunch of stuff that, that doesn't really, that is super like long-term and is like the, 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 the chance of that actually, any of that stuff turning into something was, was pretty low in my opinion. Um, Caleb Blige, I mean, didn't do anything this year, um, outside of last week. Well, well, <laughs> he, had, he had a good game. Outside of last Mike. week. Um, we'll see what his future is. I didn't want to waste the roster spot on him, to be honest. This whole year, um, and then the twelfth is is it's a twelfth. You, you look at the drafts, look at the twelfth round. No one hits really, um, and then the swap in the eighteenth. But so I mean, I give it. I'll, I'll give you like a like a B a B plus for it, pace because you know right now you have some future stuff. You know some some toys to play with, if you will. 
Um, and Jamal Williams stunk, and I cut him after two weeks, so I'll give myself a D. Huh? All right, next trade. Sean receives Tevin Coleman and a 2019 14th round pick from Liam Delaney in exchange for his 2019 7th round pick. Grade the trade. Um, Kevin Coleman ended up helping Sean, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't great. He's a starter every week for him, though. So, I don't know who Sean actually took in the seventh round, but I feel like, where did Kevin Coleman even go in the actual draft? Um, let's see. Coleman was... Liam took him, so he was a 7th round pick. <laughs> oh, so he just got him. I mean, yeah, he was a 7th round value player. He performed like a 7th round pick, I feel like. So, Sean, Sean made championship. Like, he, gets, he gives up a 7th, but gets a 14th, I guess. I mean, it's not the best trade in the world, but can't knock it, really. I'll give him, like, a B-. minus. And for Liam, I mean, if you're going to tank, like, you can just you literally just got like dollar value. Like, like Yeah. <laughs> well, just like, you just, yeah, like you can't complain on that. It could be like a B plus. Yeah, like see what happens with the seventh. The thing is Liam, like he just pretty much sold low on him. Like this this trade was before the season started. Um he sold low on Tevin Coleman. And I I, I would disagree with you. I think Tevin Coleman outperformed a seventh round pick. Um if you look at who else is in the seventh, like he's probably one of the best, I'd say, and he was like pretty, he was like a starter. Um, so I'd say he outperformed that seventh, that's seventh, and then he gets a fourteenth back, which you know you never know. Um, so I say for Sean, um, I was, I, I'd give him, you know, I give him a B plus on it. Made the championship, and then yeah. Liam, you know, he gets the seventh. He he. Doesn't get much, like, but he didn't lose the league. So, like, with all these trades, it'd be like, like he knew he wasn't gonna win, but he didn't lose. So, I like, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just give him a C. Like, it was, it was a seventh for a seventh, just the next year. Yeah. Next trade base, another one. Me and you. That is, Mike receives a 2019 pick swap in the seventh or eighth round, whichever one benefits me. With a seven-pick margin protection, if the swap does not convey, then the pick moves to the following year, moving back one round and making the protection smaller by one pick. <laughs> another another complicated wording. And Pace, you received Peyton Barber. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a D. Peyton Barber kind of sucked. Like, I, I don't really care about the pick swap. I didn't really lose anything. But Peyton Barber just isn't good, and I'm pretty sure I kept him instead of keeping, like, Dante Pettis as a keeper. Yikes. So I think that's what makes it that's what makes it hurt more. Um, but, yeah, it's just not not a good trade. It doesn't, like, not gonna, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to look back and be like, this is, this is what screwed my entire future, but, like, it just wasn't good, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, like... And for you, I mean, I mean, you got a swap, which could benefit you for literally nothing, so you're like, a B. Yeah, 
Um, like, I, like the swaps in the seventh. So like at best it's like, you know, I'm moving up like five, six spots in the seventh, which is like, all right, that, that, that's like, it's like nice. Um, yeah, you'll take it. But like, it also could be like one spot. So, um, yeah, yeah. I give myself like, I, I give myself a B plus, like don't lose anything. And I love pick swaps. And, uh, I'll give you like, like C minus, like Peyton Barber was a real player. Uh, didn't really pan out though. Yeah. Um, next trade. <coughs> Ryan receives Jay Ajayi from Liam. Liam receives a third round pick in 2019 and a fifth round pick in 2020. Grade the trade. Uh, Ryan gets an F minus. <laughs> um, F minus. I mean, like, Ryan, like, I've. This isn't like hating on Ryan. Like, I was on Ryan's side this whole year on the pod, check the receipts, like, but the fact that he won nine games is just so impressive, like, I mean, I guess he didn't give up anything in the present to get a Jai, but, like, they he, he obviously gave up future assets to get a Jai and, like, Fournette is, like, building block running backs, and neither of them panned out at all, um, and I don't think... I would go out on the limb and say that Jay Jai will never be drafted in the third round of a fantasy draft ever again. Yeah, I mean... Like, I, I don't see him ever getting drafted that high or being worth that pick. It's unfortunate that, you know, Ajayi tears his ACL, what, like, probably, like, two weeks after this trade. Because um, if, if Jai doesn't get hurt, then, um, you know, like, Ryan's team is, like, you know, like, even better than the nine-win team that he had. So, yeah, it would have definitely helped him out a lot to make up for Fournette just never sure, showing up. Because yeah, so, okay, so, like, once again, like both the Ryan trades, like they're unfortunate circumstances. Like if they go, if they if those guys don't get hurt, like completely different conversation. But they did. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, and this is the risk that like that you take when you when you trade for you know like players for for future stuff. Like there's there's two sides of it. Uh, you know, like how Chris did it, and he ended up winning, and uh, Ryan does it, and then these guys get hurt, and then they, they don't really contribute to his team, and he gives up a third and a fifth, which uh, really sucks. So I'll give Liam an A+, plus and Ryan a, a F+. Plus. F+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can give him an F-, minus, I can give him an F+. Plus. Uh, next trade. Mike receives Keenan Allen... In Christian's 2019 first-round pick, Christian receives James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, and Rob Gronkowski. Pace graded. Um, I'm gonna give Chris. I don't care that he won. I'm giving him like a day. Mm-hmm. Trade sucked. <laughs> like if you if you if you didn't trade if you didn't like throw in James Conner, this is like one of the worst trades. Not not a throwing. Like not a throwing. It was pretty much a throwing. It was not a throwing. Like. Like, I was with you when you made the trade. I know, but it wasn't a throw-in. Alright, but still, like, I'm, I'm just saying, if you didn't give up James Conner, which, like, there, there's discussions that you wouldn't have had to give him up. That is true. Like, this goes down as, like, like, that's what I'm saying about the narrative about Chris being, like, the savvy fantasy <laughs> manager making all the moves. He just traded for two big names, and none of them panned out. And now, like, if you're without your second and your third, like, fine. But the first three and really just gaining nothing that helps you win the championship, like, I, I gotta give you, like, a day. 
Like, it, it just sucked. And, like, uh, you didn't come in last. So, I mean, like, and I think this is different than the Liam scenario because Liam, like, at least, like, well, I, know, I thought his draft sucked, but, like, he, he, it was before the season started, so, like, he still had hope. Like, you kind of knew you weren't going to, you were going to be in the loser's bowl anyway, so it's not like you, like, gave up on the season or anything. Yeah. So, I, I think that you get, like, a B plus because you didn't come in last and, like, you got an extra first-round pick. So, you didn't, you didn't really, ch- it didn't change the outcome of your season, this season at all, really, because you would have been in the loser's bracket either way, and then you, you came out of it with the first-round pick. Yeah, um... So, it wasn't a throw-in pace. I know you love to say it was a throw-in. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> that I could have done the trade without him. But the fact of the matter is, I wanted Keenan Allen. And I got Keenan Allen because I didn't want to embarrass myself in the league this year. Um, I wanted to be a respectable team, which I, which I proved in the loser's bracket. So, I got Keenan Allen for James Conner. And Keenan Allen outscored James Conner the rest of the year. And... Uh, James Conner wasn't a factor in the playoffs. Neither was Le'Veon Bell, obviously. And Rob Gronkowski put up zero in the championship. And probably had about two or three usable performances all year. And I got a first-round pick. Oh, and the call failed with pace. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the, the call failed with pace. I don't, I don't know. Pace? Oh boy, Pace. Yep. All right, you good? Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure what happened there, but yeah, just a call failed. Um. So anyway, um, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna give myself an A minus, and I'll give Chris like, like he won. You can always say that, but like, no one contributed for him in it. So like, give him a C, like D plus. <coughs> he could have, he could have not made this move, kept his first round pick, and. Still one, probably one even yeah. easier because he has because because then his receiving core is even better. Yeah, because Sanders got hurt, so yeah, it was just a bad move by Chris. Yeah. Um. Next trade: Andrew receives Eric Ebron, the classic Eric Ebron trade. Chris receives Andrew's 2019 fourth round pick. Great. It. I mean, now just like. We, we talked about how dumb it was at the time, and then Eric Ebron just became, like, Jesus for a couple weeks. <laughs> he was, like, doing every... He was catching touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, running touchdowns, like, <laughs> playing defense, couple snaps. Like, you, no one could stop the guy, and, and it looked like Andrew made a savvy move. But at the end of the day, I mean, Andrew didn't win the league, when, so I feel like he would like to have his fourth-round pick back. Yeah, um, although Eric Ebron single-handedly beat my team when he played for Andrew and put up 25 points. <coughs> um, at, you know, after that, he had two other good weeks. Other than that, really nothing in the playoffs. Didn't do anything. Didn't help Andrew. Um, it was a bad trade at the time. We all knew it. Uh, he got lucky that Jack Doyle got hurt. At the end of the day, uh, I'd give Andrew like a D on it still, and I'd give Chris an A. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris, at the end of the day, won the league. I, don't, I really don't think Ebron did that much better than Gronk in the playoffs. Yeah. Neither of them were really a factor, but he didn't need, so he didn't need Ebron to do it. Yeah. And he just got kind of, 
I mean, he's still in, in big, big trouble next year. But, I mean, he got kind of bailed out a little bit getting this extra pick here. Yeah, good for him. Um, last trade. Kevin receives Julio Jones, Zach Ertz, and Royce Freeman. Pace receives Jordan Howard, Josh Gordon, Trey Burton, Evan Ingram, a 2019 third, and a 2019 10th round pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a little bit conflicted. I like, I want, I kind of want to go back and do the math, but like, I like, I feel like I panicked like a week early in doing this trade because the week after this, I scored a hundred, like 40 points mm. at, without Julio and Ertz. And it really wasn't because of the guys I got, like it was Aaron Jones, like finally arriving. So, um, I don't know, like, what would have happened if I kept Julio and Ertz, but at this point, I didn't come in last, and, I mean, I have an extra third-round pick. I have Evan Ingram, who, you know, like, he's not the best player in the world, but, like, he had a really solid final couple weeks of the season, like, check his staff the past couple weeks. So, I mean, I'll probably keep him, and I'll give myself, like, a B. And Kevin, um... You know, he didn't give up. I mean, getting Zach Ertz and Julio for, like, basically a third. Like, all the other stuff is just kind of, like, yeah, it's not really important. Like, at any point, you can get two top, like, two of arguably the top players of their position for, like, a third-round pick, like, and just some other stuff. Like, I feel like you have to do it, but it just yeah. didn't pan out. So I'm going to give Kevin a C-minus because, like, I still agree with the trade in theory. Like, it's just... It just sucks. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Like at the time, uh, you know, we talked about it on the pod, and you know, I think we both said that we liked it for both sides. Uh, Kevin got two elite talents, and you know, just gave up. You know, gave up a lot of stuff, but like not like a lot of stuff with with actual value, um, except for that third. So for Kevin, you know, obviously it doesn't work out, but uh, you know, he had the best team in the league for since he made that trade up until he was knocked out, in my opinion. So you know, I'd give him a B, I'd give him a B minus still, and then Pace, you know the you know you gave up Royce Freeman. Uh, Philip Lindsay has a serious injury, so you know we are never gonna play again. So I mean I I don't know like maybe Royce Freeman's a thing next year. Uh, the the value's kind of high. Uh, I don't know where you took him in the draft. Yeah, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. There's. I probably would not still not keep him. Yeah. Like even if you, even if you told me that Philip Lindsay was like never playing football again, <laughs> probably wouldn't have kept them. I mean, kept kept him next year because I just haven't seen him play football. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. fair. But you know, it might be something. Um, you get Ingram in third and the tenth, so you know. Yeah, like probably hurt your team a little bit for the year. Um, but I'd I'd give you a B minus as well. Fair trade. So that's all the deals that we have um, that have futures. The other ones are pretty boring, so I don't really want to do them, honestly. Um, Mike, do you want to do, I was just thinking about this, do you want to talk about the all-time power rankings? Ooh. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that a little bit. I mean, we we are like almost 40 minutes in somehow, but might as well. Um, Pace, you're gonna read, you want to read the, the power rankings? We'll do that for a couple minutes, um, and then we'll do Pro Bowl real quick. Um... Yeah, read the uh, all-time rankings. I'm going to go pee real quick. 
Well, wait, wait, Mike. Um, am I reading Liam's rankings, or am I reading... Or do we want to do, like, our own rankings? Read Liam's first. Okay. Well, I'll read Liam's since he thinks that he controls the rankings. Even though there's really nothing for me to complain about the rankings. Um, but me and Mike will give our own opinions. So, let me find... Chet. Um... Guys, if you're listening to this part, um, let me know in Elite Ten Family what your favorite Christmas gift you got was. Thanks. Here's Liam's power rankings. Um, the number 11 owner of all time is Adam Rivak. Number 10 is Ryan O'Neill. Number 9, Jared Agnew. Number 8, Sean McGonigal. Number 7, Andrew Pinto. Number 6, Pat McVay. Number 5, Kevin Olson. Number 4, Liam Delaney. Number 3, Mike Fiorelli. Number 2, Christian Calabrese. And number 1, is myself, Vincent Ace. Um, so I'll wait for Mike to get back. Yeah, yeah I'm here. My rankings. Oh, yeah. See, so did you just read Liam's? Yeah. Um, so, do you want to give your own? Yeah, I'll, I'll give my own. Okay, go for um, it. You see, we didn't really prepare for this segment. I, I, just, I just, you heard me just think about it. <laughs> uh, so I don't have all the numbers in front of me. I know Liam has like a, a big spreadsheet with, with all our wins and everything. Um, but just off the top of my head, um, I would say that Adam is still 11 because he's like the only person to ever get kicked out of the league. So, <laughs> got to be 11. Um, 10, I'm still going to have Ryan. Like, he had, he had nine wins this year, but he also had zero the year before. Like, we need, we need another... We just we have two like outlier seasons basically. We need to figure out yeah. what the trend is. He's probably somewhere in the middle. So, yeah. Nine we have Jared. Um in the spray tan losing the spray tan bowl hurts. Jared could he could have won the championship last year, but like he doesn't really have any playoff wins. Came in last. It's just unfortunate. Eight I'm gonna have Andrew. And I just wanna say, you know, we're the elite ten guys, alright? All ten are elite. You don't need to get offended about these power rankings, okay? Because <laughs> I already know that I'm putting Andrew at eight, and he's going to get mad about it. But, you know, you're still, you're still a good, good owner, Andrew. You, you had a really good year this year. You know, you didn't fall into your usual traps of drafting, like, LaShawn McCoy. But, like, again, there's a lot of good owners. You're number eight. <laughs> seven, seven, I have Pat. Uh, Pat's, like, really consistent. Um, just want to see him. Does Pat have a playoff win? He must, right? I I don't know for sure. I could be wrong. I could. I, could, I mean, I, as I, I, said, I, I don't. I don't have the stats in front of me. I'll check. I'll um, check while you're uh, while you're reading through. Yeah. So I, I might say like Pat makes a playoff every year. I'm pretty sure. I just don't know how tough he's been when he gets there. Six. I have Sean. Uh, Sean made a championship this year. He had the most points in the league. He usually has a really good team every year, except this team usually gets hurt. Um, <laughs> just a trend. Um, five, I have Liam. Um, he won the championship, so I gotta, I gotta keep him top five. But um, he hasn't done much except that one year. Um, four, I have you, Mike. It's kind of a similar situation, except your your lows have not been as bad as Liam's lows. Has like his one, his one eleven and one season. <laughs> you, you've never had anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Pace, uh, Pat's, uh, 
in regards to Pat's history, Pat has two playoff wins. He's he made the semifinals in 2015 and 2016. All right. Well, sorry, Pat. Sorry for <laughs> discounting those. Um, so back on I'm, game. But I'm still going to keep showing ahead of you because he made the chip. Um, sure. Three, I have Kevin. This should have been your year, Kevin. You could have <laughs> overtaken me as the GOAT, but you didn't. You, know, you can talk about all you want. You don't want the rings. You want the ring, Kevin. Like, I know you want it, but you just don't have it. To have Chris. <laughs> Chris was, you know, Chris has come a long way in this league. Um, you know, he used to talk smack that Chris and I ran the playoffs, all this. Last few years, he's like 12-1, and one, and make sure he wins. So... Number one, I still have myself. Um, like the, the numbers, the numbers just speak for themselves. You know, I didn't have a good year this year. It's all right. We'll be back next year. I, I'm already planning. So <laughs> my rankings. Yeah, I agree with those, Pace. I think you're you're right on. Um, Thanks, Mike. Yeah. No, I think I think the three spot because because I think that the tough part here is you know what Liam does in his rankings is he only looks at rings pretty much. So he'll just rank yeah. the, the top four that have won because that benefits himself, obviously. So, but, but that's not the right way to do it. Um, you know, Kevin came in second place three years in a row and also had a fantastic team this year. He's had sustain, sustained greatness in the league. Um, so while I can't put him one because, you know, he's, he's never won the league, uh, I think three is the right slot for him because Chris is, Chris is, you know, last year had, you know, the best regular season record. This year wins the league. I think two is the right spot for him, um, and then and then you slot Kevin in there at three because you know me and Liam have both won, but have also you know not been not been as good as uh, you know you and Kevin pretty much uh, for the other years. Um, yeah, so that, there's the top five, and then and then yeah, I just agree with the rest. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you can make a Sean and, you can make a Sean and Pat argument, but. I feel like you could argue that that six through eight is, is all for debate. I feel like you could you yeah. could come up with reasoning for any any of them being anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. All right, um, let's move on to Pro Bowl. So, last thing for this year, put the put the cherry on top. We're gonna have our inaugural Pro Bowl. That's East versus West. The East uh, conference consists of myself, uh, Pace, Chris. Sean and Andrew, and then the West is Pat, um, Kevin, Ryan, Liam, and Jared. And, you know, there's been a lot of smack talk this year. I think this year more than ever uh, between the conferences. Um, it's got it's gone to a new level, really, this year um, about who's the best conference. And, I mean, it's clearly us, but, you know, they don't want to listen. But without further ado, we're going to announce the Pro Bowl... Uh, selections for our, for 2018. So we'll start with the West, uh, the team that's going to lose. And wait, wait, Mike. Um, can I, let me just put an asterisk. You know, props to all these players who made the Pro Bowl, but same time, like you know, just the way that fantasy football works out, the real NFL doesn't care about us. You know, we try to plan these nice events, and then everybody wants to sit their players. It's annoying. We got we got a lot of injuries. Yes, there's some great players who won't get to play in, in their Pro Bowl, but you know this is just this is what we have left. Yeah, this is what we have left. Um, so this will all be all these players' first Pro Bowl berths in the Elite Ten. 
keep a record of these. Maybe we could make like an elite ten, like Hall of Fame. Yeah. So we could take fire. like all the people that have won a championship, uh, like Pro Bowl berths, uh, Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, we'll maybe, get into it. Yeah, maybe we'll do that at some point. Um, okay, so for the West. Uh, so, so the format, real quick, is uh, two quarterbacks, three running backs, three receivers, two tight ends. So that makes up ten players there, and you have to do two from each team. Um, and then a defense and a kicker from any team. So their quarterbacks are Pat Mahomes from Pat and Russell Wilson from Liam. Running backs are Nick Chubb from Liam, Derek Henry from Kevin, and Joe Mixon from, from Jared. Wide receivers are Antonio Brown from Jared. Tyreek Hill from Ryan, and Juju Smith-Schuster from Pat. Tight ends are Zach Ertz from Kevin. David Njoku, surprisingly, from Ryan. And the defense is Chicago defense from Kevin. And the kicker is Will Lutz, or Will Lutz's charity, is what Kevin has down from Pat. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just really surprising about Derrick Henry. Like, I feel like... In a lot of leagues, he's a Pro Bowl-worthy player because he might have, like, won people from leagues. But in this case, like, he just he did nothing in our playoffs. Just wasn't a relevant player for the Elite 10 in general. Um, like, honestly, so we, when me and Mike were, like, brainstorming for this pod, we were going to do, the, like, a segment of the worst moves of the season. <laughs> and, but, you know, I had to, we had to change that because, really... Well, we talked about the one move with Ryan trading for Ajayi. That was, that was going to be on the list. Another move that was going to be on the list was Liam not keeping James Conner. we got to mention that on every single pod. <laughs> um, but, like, the, the other move that was, like, the main move we are going to talk about was Kevin trading away um, Derrick Henry for – I mean, trading away Aaron Jones for Derrick Henry because, you know, at, at one time it seemed like Aaron Jones could have been a big help to him. Um, but now Derrick Henry's completely – Changed the narrative on himself. It was a great move. Kevin traded for a pro bowler. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, I don't really have much to say about their team. Yeah, they um, kind of stink. It's, it's not even. It's not even like smack talk. Like <laughs> I just think that like we're gonna name we're gonna name our team and then like talk about some of the guys that like we could have had but we can't just because of the week and then just it'll, it'll just show that like. If, if we're going to win. We, we have the better team. Yeah, we do. Um, so, let's get to the East. Starting at quarterback for the East, first off is Aaron Rodgers from Pace. Also, we have Matt Ryan from Andrew. At running backs, we have Saquon Barkley from Sean, Melvin Gordon from Chris, and Chris Carson from myself. Wide receivers, we have DeAndre Hopkins from Chris, Mike Evans from Andrew, and Julian Edelman from Pace. At tight end, we have Travis Kelsey from Sean and George Kittle from my team. And our DST is the Rams from Sean, I think. Um, and then our kicker is Greg Zerline from Pace. Yeah, Mike, um, I think that if you just name like our key and, like, that's just a better team, but, like, for for us, the six of the seven top running backs for this season played in the Eastern Conference, or division. Um, it's a good stat. Good stat. Sabermetrics. <laughs> uh, some of these guys include 
that are unable to play in this game due to injury or being benched. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, James Conner. Yeah. So those are guys that we can't use this week. And then for the receivers, like, obviously there's some great receivers in the West. I'm surprised that some of them didn't get picked, namely Devontae Adams. But for us, you know, we had Adam Thielen, who, who had a top six season, get snubbed. T.Y. Um, <laughs> Hilton, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs. There's just a lot of talent. And um, yeah, well, shame, all those, shame all those guys don't get to get recognized, but I think that we got it in the bag. We, got, we also got two... Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, he might have gotten a little bit of a boost from putting up like 40 points last week, but we have two of the top, um, I think, let me make sure on this, two of the top four quarterbacks in the league on our roster. And um, once again, poor management from the West just shows, look at this now, they could have had the top two quarterbacks in fantasy, but they benched Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is so, the number two f- quarterback in fantasy. Wow. Yeah, and he plays Cincinnati this week, like, and they need the win. So. Yeah, I don't really weird, get... Weird call. Too bad you locked it in. Can't go back now. I think it was because they didn't really have any other tight ends. That's the only thing I would guess. Because they had to... Yeah. I don't know. That was tough because they, they only have Ertz. Cook, I guess. They only have Ertz. Oh, another Pro Bowl snub. Shout out Eric Ebron. <laughs> True. Um, alright, yeah, so we're gonna win that, and then, yeah, thanks everyone for listening this year, um, you know, just really got the podcast off the ground, uh, first season in the books, uh, we'll probably do a couple off-season things, um, you know, maybe a pod here and there, but, um, yeah, like, just stay tuned for season two, um, probably step it up, you know, we got a season on our belts, coming into our sophomore campaign, and, um, looking forward to it, Pace. Yeah, you know, it was great here. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. Um, Maybe Pace will have some better uh, audio quality next year. You never know. Yeah, I got, like, you know I didn't have a pair of headphones Yeah. coming into this, like, for, like, the whole year? Well, for Christmas, I got, like, seven. Seven? I got way too many. Seven? Like, everyone. <laughs> I don't know if it's seven, but, like, I have a lot of <laughs> pairs of earphones now that I just, like, I have too many. Was it like, just- everyone... Everyone just got me earphones. Like, they probably all listen to the podcast and are sick and tired of your shit audio. Yeah, my whole family listens, and then they just didn't communicate with each other. They all just thought, oh, you need a pair of earphones. All got me earphones, so <laughs> I should be good to go. But, you know, knowing my technological <laughs> luck, they all might be broken by, like, the new year, so. Yeah, tough scene. Um, all right, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast, and um, come to the banquet, January 2nd, PJ Wellhands. Be there. All right, Pace, uh, one last time. What is our outro? Um, give me a sec. Uh, and he chokes. And he chokes. Well, I didn't know, that, I didn't know when we were going to wrap things up. Well, uh, all right. So, yeah, re- redo it. All right, Pace, uh, what is the outro for our last episode? Well, give me even more time before you do it. All right, it's good good day by Matthew Roos.